You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. Today, we've got two awesome mamas joining us, Jen Gambatees and Nikki Renee Daniels. everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today we have with us two ladies, two awesome Broadway baby mamas. We've got Jen Gambatees and Nikki Renee Daniels. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having being us. here. Well, Thanks for joining here. us. Right, exactly. <laughs> virtually. I've never used air quotes more than I have in the last month. <laughs> right. I find myself using them on the podcast, but no one can see me. Except, exactly. But I think but y'all can, so I use them. Anyway, um, you, you may know, um, I'll give them both their intros, Ms. Gambatees, Jen Gambatees, from any number of Broadway shows, Footloose, Hairspray, You're with Frog and Toad. I saw you and all shook up and you were adorable. Um, <laughs> Tarzan, Kara was in that. Yes. Tarzan, yes. Is He Dead, School of Rock, and most recently, and then in previews, for Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. I was going to make that wah, wah sound, okay. but I don't believe that. I believe, like, what's like a to be continued sound? Like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like a, a never ending drum roll. Yes, never ending. <laughs> never ending. And, um, and then uh, the other side, we've got Nikki Renee Daniels and Nikki uh, Aida Nine, Look of Love. Well, look at that. That's one. <laughs> Right, we don't talk about yes. often. Um, and, a, and another Lestat, we've got that. And yes. Les Mis, Promises, Promises, Anything Goes. My gosh, Porgy and Best, Book of Mormon, Hamilton in Chicago, yes. and then was supposed to be opening Company. Company, that yes. Another, that is another uh, long drum roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. To be continued for to sure. Be to be continued. Kara <laughs> um, and I wanted to speak to these ladies back before this even happened. We had been talking to them for a while, um, trying to schedule it, and we decided to wait because we wanted to speak to them about being mothers uh, who have to leave town for a while to work on things. And we will definitely get to that. But to start, if you ladies would introduce yourselves and tell us, a little about your children. Do you want uh, to go first, Jen? Or do I- sure. What's <laughs> alphabetical? <laughs> um, so I'm Jen. I have two daughters. One is about to turn 11 in a little less than a month. And one is four and a half. And normally I love that spread in ages, but it's been challenging in the time of covid um, but that's who we are and what we have. <laughs> I can't believe Jojo is going to be 11. That is yeah. shocking. I know. Yeah, that is shocking. Oh my yeah. gosh. 11. And she's like really into stranger things. So she has like a t-shirt, you know, in a world of tens being 11. <laughs> Amazing. She's so cool. She's, she's such very a cool, cool. She now has pink hair. She's kind of got this set. We did that on Easter. Who needs to dye eggs? Eggs are a commodity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we dyed hair. 
Lena's awesome. been begging to dye her hair. She's mm. six, so um, we're going to wait on that. Yeah, got a minute. <laughs> I actually secretly kind of want to give myself like a pink streak or blue streak right now. Because like, why the heck not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the time. 100%. Yeah. My mother-in-law has pink streaks in her hair. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <clears throat> Nikki, tell us about your girls. Yes, I also have two daughters, Lena, who's six, almost seven, and Louise, who turns three tomorrow. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. Yes. How is that celebrating a birthday in the in the, these strange times? It's a little weird because you know she's old enough now to understand what a birthday is and we had been talking about how we were going to have a party and all this and we can't do any of that so you know tonight after I get off of this interview we're gonna like do streamers and decorate and so when she wakes up tomorrow it'll feel special and she keeps saying to people on FaceTime you can come to my birthday if you want (laughs) are you gonna do like a zoom thing or anything maybe we should yeah we're like no it's just gonna be our family but you know We'll make it special for her. For sure. For sure. Oh, gosh. It just, it's heartbreaking. Even though most likely she's not going to remember it. I mean, three, I think, is a little young for them to remember. Just in that moment that, you know, the joy of having a birthday when you're so little. And right. the wonderment of it all. Oh, well, thankfully, she doesn't know what she's missing yet. Lena might know what she's missing after she there had a giant cheese party I last year. Lena, what, month Lena, what month is Lena's birthday? June. June. Okay, so coming up. I do mm-hmm. remember for Louise because three years ago I was going to Stu Leonard's to get like food and bring it to your apartment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> that's my favorite thing when people have babies. Let me just give you food. Yeah. And it's the most welcome thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So as Jessica said, we wanted to have you guys on because you both have spent time out of town, right? Um, Which we all do in this industry um, for various reasons. If it's an out-of-town tryout, a show coming in, you know, to Broadway or hopefully coming into Broadway um, or getting to play an incredible part somewhere that's not New York. And that just takes on a whole different meaning when you're a mom and you have to up and leave your family. Uh, so you both have done that. Jen, I only know of doing it for Doubtfire. Have you done it before that? Um, I Well, I'd done regional stuff before that. And I'd gone on tour, with, but JoJo came with me. Yes, yeah, she came So she was about Charlie's age. Oh, now there's on our Zoom, there's just <laughs> four of us. They're really big. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had gone on tour with JoJo for, well, my contract was 10 months and my mom came with her and I, uh, but they were only with me for, I want to say five or six months. And then they came back here and she started preschool. So then I was on my own. Um, yeah. But, and then I guess I'd done some lyric opera of Chicago stuff on my own. I'd left town for that. Um, yeah, but, but not, um, yeah, Doubtfire was the first time in, in a while. And the first time with, with the two of them. Uh, yeah, since Charlie. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Nikki, you just yeah. did a very long out-of-town stint. Yes. Um, I was in Hamilton. Well, I was in the show in Chicago for nine months, but I had five weeks of rehearsal. So really it was more like 10 months out of town. And I came back every Sunday night to New York and went back to Chicago every Tuesday. And then the girls spent the summer – um, in Chicago, because Lena was, it was between kindergarten and first grade for Lena. So they came for like eight weeks in the summer and then they came back. So it was kind of nicely split up and that it was four months of me traveling back and forth, two months of them in Chicago, and then another four months of me traveling back and forth. And um, yeah, it was, I think I did 33 round trips from Chicago to oh New gosh. York or something like that after I counted. Wow. And logged a lot and of miles. all those frequent flyer miles with nowhere oh. to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was, when you were saying that, Nikki, I was wondering, did Audra have advice for you? Because didn't she do that when, when Zoe was little? She was she doing that she, every weekend. When she was doing private practice in LA, um, Zoe was here in school and she was traveling, but that huge six hour flight <laughs> every week. But she texted me a few times, mainly just to be like, you don't need to feel guilty, like you're doing this for them. And, you know, she just sent me some nice, you know, ease your mind texts um, during that time. But yeah, I mean, you can't help but feel immense 
guilt, even though you're trying to like set yourself up in your career for the future and save money for their future. You know, it's, it's, you just feel guilt, a lot of guilt. <laughs> was it a really, I mean, I can imagine it was a hard decision, but it was it what's the one that you and Jeff really weighed or was there sort of like no question, like when the offer came in, you know, you're like, well, of course I'm going to do this. But- no, well, I mean, it was nice actually to be in the position of not being afraid to say no. Cause I was like, I really don't want to leave my family for 10 months. So unless it's exactly the, the deal that I want and the deal that I feel is worth it, then I'm just not going to do it. So I actually said no a lot <laughs> and like just told my agent, Ooh, no, actually, that's powerful. This, yeah, this girl. Is the money I want, this is the plane tickets I want. This is whatever. And if they can't do that, then it's a no. And so they gave just about everything that we asked for. And that's about the only time I've ever <laughs> done that in a negotiation. <laughs> but so empowering, right? To just be yeah, able to say, this is it, or I can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, we had, we were in um, a small apartment and we ideally wanted to move to a bigger place. And if what they were giving me was what I wanted, then it would enable us to do that. And here we are now in our new apartment. <laughs> Perfect um, timing. So, you know, we were apartment. able to meet that goal that we had for ourselves. So in that That's way, amazing. it was worth it. Yeah. That yeah. is incredible. Well, and it feels so good, right? To know, to know your worth. I mean, we all like to imagine that we do know our worth and what we're willing mm-hmm. to, to settle for or jobs that come along. And th- it's scary to put it out there sometimes, like to be like, no, this is what I want. And if they can't give me this, then I'm going to walk away. Mm-hmm. There is something, I had that happen to me last year where I just said, um, this is what I'm good to do. And if you can't give it to me, then I'm going to walk. And when they give it to you, it not only feels empowering for yourself, just because as a woman putting your foot down, I think sometimes um, we can be really scared to do that, especially in this business where we can be sort of expendable to a certain degree. There are so many mm-hmm. women in this business. Um, but also it makes you, it feels like they value you as the person and the artist that they're hiring, as opposed yeah. to just filling in the slot with another, you know, body. Exactly. It makes you, and so then you go to the job feeling valued and mm-hmm. it does affect, I think the way we, we do our jobs and the way we feel. So, yeah. I think you're right. Sure. Kudos to you, mama. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Were there specific things you guys did to ease the, you know, not only the burden on your partner, but also the stress on your kids or however they were going to deal with your absence. How did you handle that? Especially, I mean, Jen, you have kids of such varying ages. Um, and Nikki, you have little ones. How old was Louise when you left? She was just shy of her second birthday. So like 22 months or something, which yeah. was devastating because you know every week they're changing which is why I said if I'm gonna do this I have to see her every week you know and it's amazing even in that five days really it was because you know I would come back on Tuesday and then I'd be back home on Sunday so I'd see them on Monday so there'd be like four four and a half days in the week that I didn't see them (laughs) and it was amazing how many new words she could learn in like four and a half Mm -hmm. days um so yeah that was but in some ways, I thought it was good because she won't remember it at all, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, even Jeff was out of town for um, six weeks this, the fall before I went to Chicago, Chicago, and he was actually in Chicago doing the out of town for Tootsie. And I mentioned something to Lena about that in, like, maybe November of last year, and she couldn't even remember that he was out of town. And I was like, wow. she was five at the time. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> Okay, so maybe okay. this isn't going to be as big of a scoring <laughs> in their lives yeah. as I'm thinking, you know. Jen, yeah. did you do anything? Because y'all were in Seattle, right? No, is that where? We were in Seattle and it was holidays. So that was a little, a little, I mean, they came out for, I want to say, 10 days um, at Christmas, but like Thanksgiving was definitely like a blue turkey day. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, you always have your show family and, and generally the producers, you know, put something nice together, but I, that I was sad on Thanksgiving. Um, and the time difference, I mean, I think Chicago is great of, of any place to have to do, you know, 
10 months or get to do 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, that's a, a much better time. It's so yeah. funny that East coast, West coast, it's only three hours, but it's three hours. Yeah. Even with my friends, different. I feel that my LA yeah. friends. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I prepared them ahead of time just, I mean, it's kind of how I try to prepare them for any change, like be it the start of school. JoJo started middle school this year. In our town, um, fifth grade is in the middle school building. They sort of have their own kind of floor, but she's got like a locker. Well, she had a locker. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and, and that's been a big part of this adjustment now. Um, with coronavirus is like she had just had a taste of freedom. She walked to school. She has a, a flip phone. We are a wait until eighth um, smartphone family or trying to anyways. <laughs> we'll see how that changes in the next month to come. Um, but so any kind of life change, I, I just try to process it with them kind of verbally, you know, talk about it, what it might be like. But of course, you know, they don't know until they're in it. And um, then now with FaceTime, it's so much easier, I think, than I, I couldn't imagine doing it. Like when Audra did it with Zoe, like, I don't think there was FaceTime then. No, mm, Zoe's a freshman in college. So um, no. I feel I, I would just kind of count count my blessings for the technology that helped. And, um, and then at first, like Nikki was talking about guilt. I, I was like, I felt like I was just like running away to join the circus. <laughs> I did not have guilt at first. Um, maybe a little, but like, I, I remember that first week in Seattle with Mrs. Doubtfire. I like, I napped. I took like a three hour nap one day on my day off and I, and I missed them terribly, but I loved being alone, like loved it. And then that lasted like a couple weeks, you know? And I mean, there is something to be said for being able to get that cute eight hours of sleep and feel like you could sing anything. I, I, I never, my, there was no darkness under my yeah. eyes. I was just fit as a fiddle in the voce. Yeah. Like, you forget it, like what a toll that lack of sleep takes on your yeah. being able to perform. I mean, we all rise to the occasion, but it's, it's a yeah. lot harder. <laughs> well, the stress of putting up a brand new show too, like you're constantly in rehearsals. The show's constantly changing and doing that while parenting is next to impossible. Everybody's done it, but having the ability to take care of yourself during that specific time, which is so intense is kind of a gift. Yeah. In a lot of ways, really. And then just, and then the missing them and then the guilt. I mean, I, I, I think I probably had more with, with my older one because, you know, like I said, she had started in a new school building and she's just that, you know, the beginning of that tweeny age, which is, I hate to tell you ladies harder. (laughs) We all have girls. Well, you have a girl and a boy. (laughs) Kara, but, um, I'm terrified of the teenage years. It's, it's special and intense and, um, and now like really intense. Um, yeah. (laughs) You want to, Talk more about that, how you guys are dealing with, you know, being at home with your children. Well, you know, so we have distance learning as, as you probably all do. And, um, fifth grade is, is a change. Um, you know, elementary school is each year gets a little harder. Like you'll probably feel it. What, what is Lena the third now? First. Or was, First oh, she's first. Mm-hmm. I see. I've lost all sense of <laughs> what age is what. Um, but yeah, I think like around like third and fourth grade, you're like, oh, okay, this is more like school. Um, and then like fifth grade, it's like it's like school. <laughs> so I keep saying I'm so grateful that she's not older because I don't know if I could teach in homeschool for anything older or more complicated than. <laughs> That common core math would not be happening in my (laughs) Well, I lucked out, ladies. JoJo, when this hit, um, JoJo was in geometry, and that was my jam. I was – I loved geometry. (laughs) Less so the algebra and the trig and the – 
etc. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like even there was some some she's doing volume now. This I mean, all this stuff that you're like, I vaguely remember, you know, height times width times depth and cubic this and that. And um, I'm in it, you know, and she is at that age where um, she, she, you know, here's what I find about the tween years. It's like this real push pull of like, mommy, I love you. I need you lie with me, like still like clingy. And then like, oh, please stop. Like that you probably already feel with your first and second graders, but it gets like much more intense. So you just feel like kind of schizophrenic. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know which version you're going to get. You don't know. And, and as much as she loves me, like she doesn't love me as her teacher. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure I'm a tougher teacher than, well, first of all, I'm sure of a a few things. (laughs) I am sure. (laughs) I am sure that she is much more polite and, um, gracious with her teachers than she is with me because every teacher conference since she was little is like, Oh, you know, and I'm like, is that, are you talking about my kid? I keep <laughs> having the same conversation with Lena. Like, could you please just treat me with the respect you would treat Miss Brittany? And I think the answer is no. And I think actually my girlfriends who don't have kids, um, Kitty and Shoshana, they were telling me the other day, it means you're doing your job because when they when they are not grateful to you, <laughs> when, first of all, they were saying like the moments she is grateful to you, you have to like that has to like sustain you for like a really long time. And the fact that she's not always means you're doing a good job. It means you're not just rolling over and letting her, you know, rule the roost. And it also means that my, my mom will say, you know, when they are like meltdown with us after a day at school, it's because they feel safe here. Like, cause like they use, my mom used to say it about me when I was a kid. Oh, you use up all your good at school. <laughs> and then you come home and are like, <laughs> so, but now school is home. So I don't know where she's using up. Her good. <laughs> no, she is. She's really, I, I, yeah, it's been, I find myself like, I'm like, I'm patient, I'm patient, I'm patient until I'm not. Mm. And then when I'm not, it can get ugly. And that's where the guilt comes in. It's like, I'm like, I'm in a way I probably, it would probably be better if I wasn't as patient or, or kind, or I don't know, Mary Poppins, is she like, no, it's okay. Da, 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 Cause it like builds up inside me. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like one little thing. And I'm like, Enough. <laughs> I mean, have and, you guys- and the little Charlie Jane said to me tonight, she was like, "How did she phrase it? Oh my god, it was so funny." She was like, "You need to do differently." Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was using your words against you. <laughs> yeah, like, you need to. You need to listen to JoJo. And I said, "You're right." Yeah, Louise says to me, "Stop being mean to my sister." <laughs> Finn does the same thing. Except that so they hate each other until like we're the bad guy and being mean to their sister. And then you're like, oh, now you're friends. Yeah. (laughs) I've been refereeing all day. All day. Elliot doesn't have a sibling. So I have that. She says that to me. She goes, can't you just cut dad some slack? That's what she gets about my husband. So that's not. (laughs) But have you guys noticed, and Nikki, you could talk about this too, because about your homeschooling, it's a remote learning situation. But Mm -hmm. have y'all noticed? Was it easier in the beginning? Because I feel like we've just within this last month gotten to a point where it's a struggle. Like I feel like the first three weeks or so, three to four weeks, Elliot was really like on board. She was ready. She was game. And then this week it has been like the meltdowns and the struggle to get her to do things. And she's a good student. She's a solid kid. But man, she is over it. Um, I think... Lena's been pretty consistent. She's, you know, not that interested in what we have to say. Um, <laughs> um, She's consistently not interested. Yeah, in what we yeah. Have to I mean, say. she does the work. She does it well, and you know, we we get through it. But from the beginning, we've been met with 
some resistance. It's also tricky too because she goes to a school for musically gifted. I was actually kids. thinking of you the other day because I was like, how yeah. are they homeschooling her for the musician yeah. part? Like, I don't. So Jeff is the practice parent. He has been since I went to Chicago, and so at SMS Special Music School where she goes, the parents are encouraged to go to all the lessons so that they can help them practice. And she's supposed to practice at least like 45 minutes a day. So he does that. And then she has two FaceTime um, lessons with her violin teacher a week. And we had to send in a video of a scales test. And she has her juries that we're going to send in a video of her like playing all the songs for her juries and stuff. So we have that every day, which is, you know, and we usually do it first thing in the morning like we used to do. Like she wakes up, eats breakfast, gets hair combed and get stressed and then we do violin at like 7 30 wow. <laughs> and you know I go and take Louise upstairs and um Jeff does that with her and then usually her lesson is on Monday and Thursday right after they finish and yeah so that's like a whole extra thing and she has chorus on Thursdays on zoom and we do music theory for music theory they had to write it their own song <laughs> like just a little short song, but like they had to send the recording to the teacher and like get it back. And so all of that on top of- That's a lot of extra. Yeah. All of that on top of math and reading and writing and social studies and science. So we spend like a good four or five hours a day doing school, including the music stuff. Wow. You're like you and Kara, you guys are on the long, although Jen, maybe Jojo has that much too. I mean, we do like hour and a half, two hours tops, but Kara's like Five yeah, hours. I mean, we're, we're for different reason, but you know, just like all these therapies that we do, yeah. It's, it's sort but of there's thing. a big difference between kindergarten and first grade, like even just you know, I'm, in first yeah. grade homework every week and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that it's kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, funny you know, I said that. Go ahead. It's a lot. I think it's intense because, um, you know, it's a lot of one-on-one time. At least at school, you, she's in a class of fifteen, which is a small class, but she can the spotlight isn't on her the whole time, you know, to know every answer and to, so I think it probably takes a lot more mental energy for her to get through all of her assignments. And they're learning in other ways. They have their classmates around them, you know, they're learning Mm -hmm. things that you can't teach at home Mm -hmm. because you can't replicate that classroom feel. It's funny, Jess, you said the thing about um, Elliot having a hard time this week. That was us last week. I feel like because New York started, I think, virtual distance learning like a week, a week behind ago. us. We started a week behind us. That was us last week. I mean, it was horrific. And this week, it's kind of like, she's not happy about it, but she knows, okay, I know this is what we do. And then we do the thing. But last week, it was horrible. So I feel like maybe next week will be better for you, Jess. <laughs> yeah, probably. Ours ours was, um, I don't know that there was like necessarily a bad week. I find that like by Thursday, we're like oh. cooked. Mm. Um but but for Charlie Jane in preschool, she, this week and last week were hard. And this, so she's not doing anything with her preschool except I now <laughs> lead her little class or whoever shows up. Like it, I just started it like the first week it started. I was like, I'll do it. Like let, let them it, – it's important for them to see each other. So we Zoom from 10 to 10.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I lead like songs and do a story. And I, it, it actually brings me a lot of joy. And the kids are, at first they were kind of like Zoom shy and now they're really into it for, for that. But like Charlie Jane is not into her, like today we, I had to talk with her piano teacher. I was like, this just isn't working. It's like just too much stress for her. And, um, and she totally understood and Cause she could see like she was just miserable and kind of the same with her little zoom ballet. Like yesterday she was crying. I can't, I took Jojo for a hike and I came back and Curtis was out in the backyard and garden and I come in and like, he said, he's like, she wasn't that way the whole time. I swear. <laughs> I kept coming in. I kept coming in. It's cause I told her to put down. She had this like old phone of mine that she was like play phoning with and she, he had told her to put it down and she didn't like that, but she was just like curled up, like sitting, like sad, like not participating. And then I kind of got her to participate again a little, but when it was over, she just cried and cried. She's like, I only like to dance in the studio. I don't like this. I like, I want to see my friends. She said, wow, oh God. She said, I don't like feeling stuck here. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know, honey. 
You know what? It's the same. Elliot has, she goes to Broadway Dance Center for ballet tap. And she has a really hard time staying focused on her class on the Zoom. It's just not the same. And my mom even sent her ballet shoes out here to California. And we got her a leotard at Target. And like, I'm trying to do all these things, but she just cannot stay focused. And that was one of our big little meltdowns yesterday, you know. And then she was like, Eric was like, well, the tone you take, because I don't yell, but mama can get a little sharp. And he was like, <laughs> he was like the tone you have with her is what really turned, because then she like, you see them like curl into a ball. I mean, not really, but you know, it's just like. Yeah, I diminish. Just, yeah, she's just like, oh. I was like, girl, I'm done. I can't. I'm trying to help you. Bye, bye, bye. You know, and, <laughs> but I think we might have to let it go. And then she'll say something like, I can't wait till our recital because our teacher said we wear our flower on this side of our hair and the other flowers on this side of our skirt. And we're all going to look so beautiful. And I just am like, oh, my heart. Because there's yeah. not going to be a recital. I mean, yeah. let's, let's that's hard. Honest, you know, and it's like the one thing she's been working for and it's oh, heartbreaking. But Are yeah, you going to have that conversation? Anxiety we, too with the she, whole. You guys, she definitely does. I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole thing, a whole nother conversation. But I definitely told Eric, I was like, she's got a little like, which I have anxiety, so I'm not surprised. But you know, it's like she's definitely got a little generalized anxiety, I think, and she's a very sensitive soul anyway. And then I've just seen it sort of like grow and grow and grow and grow. And um, we will have a conversation about the recital. I just figure one thing at a time. Absolutely. Right. Since yeah. I, you know, it's yeah. like, since I, since the dance class didn't go very well the other day, you know, and I like yeah. stood next to her, you know, cause I was a dancer. So it's like, I'm standing there trying to doing the steps with her relevé, you know, a chape, you know, I'm like, you don't have to be so dramatic with it. That's it. My, she's very dramatic. I'm sure you're surprised. My Lena. <laughs> it's, oh my God. It's like, she falls to the floor if she loses her balance and her passe. And I'm like, girl, that's so dramatic, you know, and then she gets all like worked up. So we're working on it, but I do think that these zoom classes aren't the same, you know, and everyone's yeah. trying and it's just not, it's not the same for their little hearts. So that's why I feel good for my little, her little pre-K Zoom Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because we kind of found our little routine and now I can feel they look forward to it and they talk to me and, oh, they're so fun. I like getting to know her friends better too. Well, that's a fun age too, four and a half. Oh yeah. Can I say something? Can I say something? (laughs) Can I just say something? (laughs) Sure, Cleo. Yes. Say something. (laughs) Awesome. Oh my God. Well, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Well, you ladies, I mean, Broadway has shut down. You both were still in previews, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we, she, so, Nikki was a week ahead of me. So you had had, what, seven? Or, I think or nine. No, we had had three. I think we'd had nine. Right. And that's Nikki, right, because we'd had three. You came back from being in Chicago and jumped right in, right? I yeah. Mean, didn't you? I feel like you closed. Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> we closed. God. The Chicago company of Hamilton closed on... January 5th of 2020 and 10 a.m., 890 Broadway, January 6th of 2020. So I went to the closing night party for 30 minutes, and then I went to the airport and got on a flight and came back home and jumped right I mean, in. So. I mean, that's fierce. That's it fierce. is fierce. It is very fierce. Yeah. I mean, after the 10 months away, I, I would have loved to have some time, and I feel like now I'm yeah. getting that well, time. Right. Exactly. Well, when, <laughs> before, we knew this, before we knew we were going to have this situation, when you did come home, were the girls like, because you came back, but you weren't really back? I mean, because we know like 10 to 6 rehearsals, and you know, yeah. how was that 
for you guys. There were some tearful conversations of, you're back, but I feel like I don't, I still don't see you at all. You know, I would get home because especially rehearsing at 890, it was so much further from our apartment than even like New 42 would be. So I was I going home at- show rehearse at 890 in years. Yeah. We I did, Kara. You did? We, we no, you and me. A little bit. And all no, I know we did, but I, I thought you were saying Doubtfire. Like I, oh, no. I literally haven't heard the words 890. Yeah. It's been I, a minute. It's coming years. back. Like Scott Rudin was there one day with like Sienna Miller doing some reading. Like wow. it's like the new thing again. I kind of love it though. <laughs> and like everything old is new again, vintage Broadway. Totally. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. for company, right? Like where else oh, would yeah. company rehearse? Right. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, I was getting home at like seven o'clock and you know, then they go to bed at eight. So just having to like try to squeeze in, but I was like, at least I get to see you every day. At least when you wake up, I can help you get ready for school. I was taking Lena to school most days, but yeah, that was really tricky. In some ways it was better when we went into tech and previews. Cause at least I could spend like four hours with Louise before I left for the day. But yeah, that was, I mean, it's like a blessing and a curse. Like, you know, in our business, you don't want to be upset like, Mickey, about. Are you having like, like mom lash bad with this whole Corona thing. Cause like, I feel it. I was like, Oh, I, I just got a real job again. And I loved my commute time and my dressing room time. And, you know, once we got through the feelings of mommy's going back to work, like we were finding our new normal. Mm -hmm. So then this hit and I was like, psych like <laughs> no like you don't get your yeah. life back you don't but for you it must be times like a lot yeah I mean it was definitely like sort of slammed back into the reality of like stay-at-home mom which I was for like six months in between before I started Hamilton it was mostly me with them and while well, Jeff was out of town and then the both of us together with them for like a few months before I left and but we had moved um like two weeks before this happened. So in some ways I was like, oh, this will be great. I'll get, you know, when they, when we first went dark and they said, we're coming back April 14th. And I was like, this will be perfect. It's like a month to like get settled (laughs) and like have time with the girls and like, you know, all that. And now we're in a much more uncertain place, which is scary, sort of not knowing when it's going to end. But yeah, it's a weird place to be in because you're like we could be doing this for the next six months longer you know at least three months probably longer yeah yeah I mean, I'm finding it though like um I was just talking with Jess uh Bogart about this um there is some is with all the challenges notwithstanding um there is something I don't know like I feel like we're fortifying our family like like gonna get stronger than ever gonna like because there's no like everybody's stuff comes up during this right like Mm -hmm. there's no escape from whatever is your each for us the four of us we've all had our little stuff and it's gonna come up and it like must be addressed and must be dealt with and it feels like it's making us stronger yeah Um, I've already started thinking it'll be so weird when I go back (laughs) you know after having all this time and then for you and I both, I guess, when, if, when, hopefully we do go back, it'll be jumping right into previews or like all day. We're going to have to go back to rehearsal. It's yeah, be, rehearsal yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see what happens. It'll you know, be really like how, jarring. Yeah. And with the yeah. Tonys in the fall, they're saying, but like, what does that mean for those in the season before? I mean, it's just going to be such an interesting road that we go down. And it really feels like it's, all conjecture at this point. Yeah. Like there's no, I mean, you have to, I can't imagine anything earlier than the fall. And I think that might be being very generous. Like mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's scary to say that, but it's, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's just like, and we will come back. I mean, theater will come back. You cannot, right. you know, yeah. it's like, I, there was something that Ann court said on our last episode uh, with her, where she was just like, you can't put, a global population through something like this and not have the arts to turn to when it's over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's and during, what, during, and, during, and when yeah, it's and over. During, but, yeah. but especially live in-person storytelling of a, like a shared experience yeah. that is irreplaceable. And it's, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I miss it so much. That's mm-hmm. what we're all missing right now, that shared experience of being with other people, you know? I, I know, right? Be such a craving for that. Because, but it's bizarre because we are having a shared it's experience. true. <laughs> like the on most. The globe, but yeah. we're having it remotely. Like we have this shared experience separately, yeah. which is quite fascinating and just not at all our world as theater makers, right? Mm-hmm. It's about a shared experience together in real time. And, energy and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I found myself cool. today thinking about um, when I went to Joe's pub last month, or maybe it was like, it was January, I think, or maybe uh, who knows, but it was January to see Daniel Watts. And I went to Joe's pub and was crammed into a booth with, you know, my Tina cast mates. And there were tons of people there and the energy and it was amazing. And I just thought, when do I get to cram into a booth at Joe's pub again? You know, we don't know. I know. Our art form is so, you know, collaborative and like kissing people and hugging people and doing all this stuff on stage, let alone like squeezing into tight places with crew guys. I'm like, oh, like when? No, we took it for granted, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it ever – yeah, I don't think it ever crossed our minds that that wouldn't be something that we did. I mean, it's just such yeah. a part of who we Well, are. it started yeah. to cross my mind, like, before it was official. And well, yes. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, like, at Christmas, you know what I mean? When we yeah, were just yeah, yeah. going about our life or, you know. Yeah. Any other But term? I mean, I even remember seeing on social, like, you, Jess, you and Kara going to that women's thing. It was like that week. It and was, I was already at that point before the shutdown, like going to my stage manager being like, um, are we, are they going to talk to us like this? Because I live in Westchester. So it was much real, more real for me being the, the proximity I am to New Rochelle. And, um, and even like we had just come from Seattle. So that was like mm-hmm. hotspot number one. And I remember hearing about it when I was in Seattle, like around the holidays, like mm-hmm. hearing about it and being like, okay, I remember, you know, SARS and it, I'm sure we're going to get a handle on this. And then I kept sort of tracking it. And I would just, I forget who I was saying this to, or maybe Jess yesterday when we hiked. I remember distinctly right before the shutdown, being in my dressing room, you know, we were in uh, rehearsals and tech and previews and, you know, just checking on the computer and seeing what was going on in Italy and getting really um, overcome by reading that they had, you know, 200 some deaths in a 24 hour period. Mm -hmm. And my dresser came in and I said, Mo, um, this is getting, this is really crazy. Like, listen to this. And now thinking like, that's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's just how many weeks into this are we? Yeah. Like it's the amount of like what we've gotten used to Mm -hmm. in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. It's just staggering to me. Mm -hmm. But I, but for me, there was a real relief on April 12th. Where I was like, okay, because I was getting nervous, like I wouldn't be able to make it back up to Westchester. Like, were they just going to stop the trains? I brought a suitcase into my friend's empty apartment. And so initially I was like, we're doing the right thing. I mean, obviously we're doing the right thing, but I felt relief. And then probably a week ago, <laughs> no, actually it was probably our opening night. We did, we took your guys' cue from company and we're like, we're going to do what they did. And it was, you know, equal parts beautiful and heartbreaking yeah like yeah have you guys uh, been doing zooms where you like go over your lines and and no. do the show <laughs> <laughs> we did i actually like- saw you guys i saw the company one and i was like look at them they're like getting together on zoom and going through their show yeah. nope Nobody at Tina is going over. <laughs> we, we did it on I opening night and it was hilarious <laughs> yeah I mean, when you're like, it's, it's like, oh, we did, we were almost at opening. It's just such a weird, like we had just made changes and we'd done them like once. And now I'm like, uh, it's just crazy to wrap your mind around doing it again and remembering everything. And I mean, I know we'd rehearsed. And also like, don't you think also like when we go back and, you know, there'll have to be rehearsal, like how different we will be as human beings. Mm-hmm. So how different w- we will bring all of that to the work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to be like a totally new show anyway. I keep thinking about, you know, 
Bobby, the central character, and the idea of being this single person. And I keep thinking, what would Bobby be doing right now, like alone in her apartment, like thinking about her life choices? And, you know, all her friends are like, you should be married. You should do this. And like, she's living her life. She's fabulous and all this. And then when something like this happens, you're like, being alive. That's a good question because my single friends, like, we we talk about it and they're like, there is no better. Like, they yeah, have no. their hard days of isolation, but yeah. then they will, like, in the same breath be like, but I'm glad I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel the same way, you know? Oh, this is so hard, but I'm, of course, I'm so grateful that I – no, I know. But, every so often, I'd be like, "I wish I was you." Just, yeah, just for, yeah, just for a couple hours. When yeah. they talk about they're on their like second nap of the day or something, like that's definitely all it's the, the working theory. out. I have real like working out. Like, what you take care of your body? <laughs> I go for a walk. Sometimes well, I ride a bike. Like, kind of amazed at the the little amount of me time you actually have. Like, I thought, oh, maybe I'll read some books, or maybe I'll, there's no time. <laughs> no. No, none. there it's is none. Day at seven o'clock at the latest, and there's still somehow no time to read a book. <laughs> nope. No, I'm, and I'll like get them to bed, and then I just like get myself into bed, and then I'm like us asleep, like in a nanosecond, because there's no. Well, I'm try. I I am trying to carve it out. Like one thing, I it's probably been like two weeks now, where like I will get up in the morning and do, I have that insight timer app. So I'll do like five minutes of meditating. And then I've been praying a lot after, like I meditate and then I do the little journal entry on the app. And then I just pray because we all, we know like so many personal people that are, are dealing with this. So pray for a little bit. Then I'll like just, I'm, I'm not going to call it yoga. I'm going to call it gentle stretching. And then, then I'll have the coffee, you know, but I'm like, I better do that first because I'm not thriving. Yeah. yeah you no, have not a moment thriving. for yourself. Like Jeff yeah. and I will take a little time to like do our own, like 90 minutes of whatever we want to do. And the other one will do the teaching for those 90 minutes and, and, yeah. you know, he'll do yoga or go for a run or whatever. And I'll exercise or sing or like, I like, I've been singing, trying to sing most days just cause I don't feel like myself if I'm not. So just trying to find some little sense of normalcy, but well, I think a it's sense just, of you, right? Like yeah. a sense of yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just so exhausting the energy and the brain power it takes to be with them all day long. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's exhausting. It's, yeah. it's a lot. And like Eric, um, we both had the virus. Mine was much more mild. Eric is on day like 23 and he's just starting. Like the last two days, he's been able to like hang out with her more and work on Legos or just and chill while I take some time, you know, and because I was like, I, it's been weeks of like all day. And, and he, he had no energy, right? Like my no understanding energy. is this thing like. No, no, even, no energy. No. Yeah. And he would think he did and he would stand up and like try to like, mm-hmm. you know, do the dishes or whatever. And then he was like, I got to sit down, you know, or, or whatever. So it's just on the last like day, 21, 22, 23, he's able to actually, and he still wants to lay down at points in the day, but he is able to do more and be more present with her, which is super helpful. Cause I just, you know, and it's not like I'm reading a book, which is what I'd love to do, but like, you know, I'm trying to meditate in the morning, but then I, I go out and I just, you know, I listen to Cuomo or something. <laughs> Cause the thing <laughs> is, is like, ultimately even the me time isn't really me time. It's me catching up on the Instagram yeah. DMS or the, the things or the emails, you know, it's not even Elliot thinks when I'm on my computer, I'm just like doing stuff I want to do. And I'm like, girl, I'm doing life. Like <laughs> I know life. Yeah. So I've been waking up before my kids and my husband just so that I can have like an hour and a half to, to myself. And it's, it, I start the day so much better. <laughs> I just, I need like a moment to be, I need a moment of no input. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing I struggle with the most with kids is that there's constantly something coming at me that I can't like catch my breath even, you know, there's, there's always something being asked for or something and, you know, Elon's autistic. So she repeats herself all the time. So she's just like repeating, 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 repeating constantly. And it just, I needed that hour and a half in the morning to just be. And there are plenty of days I sleep, you know, till seven instead of getting up at five 30. But the days when my eyes open, then I get so excited because I'm like, oh, 
I can get up and be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is even crazy. today, Curtis, Curtis took the girls um, for a bike ride and I was like, I don't, I don't know why I decided I was ironing because it sat there for months and I'm like, well, I might as well get down. So I was like, I now he has ironing. like these, he has these like sh- work shirts that he doesn't have to wear. Maybe like, well, maybe for a couple zoom meetings, <laughs> but, um, but I was ironing and FaceTiming Kitty and just talking with my sister, but they just left the house. And it was like you said that, that, um, just less input, you know, it was yeah. very helpful. Yeah. Have you ever Some made so many snacks in your life? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's many like meals. I'm like, I'm always either like making. Yeah. You turn around and the other one wants a snack. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're either preparing a snack or cleaning it up from a snack or, or preparing a meal. Lunch or dinner. <laughs> and then when one sees that the other one's having the snack, they're like, oh, I definitely need a snack. So <laughs> you're going to make one for me too. Right. Just when you finish that activity, you've just started. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It's wild. I think, Jen, you talked about how this time was kind of like fortifying us in a way. Certainly as a family, I feel that way. And one of my friends who is not in the industry, she texted me the other day and said, I kind of feel like I have Stockholm syndrome because I'm, I think I'm getting so used to this now. And we I'm were nervous just about talking about going this. back. Yes. And she said, you know, I'm realizing that their daughter, you know, she's always out at soccer or doing this and that and that. She's like, and we never get to have dinner with her. And now we're having dinner with her every night. And I think that people are really going to reevaluate what's important to them when mm-hmm. we re-enter a state of norm- more normalcy than this. Um, and and she got me thinking about it. And I, I almost like my heart started to flutter with like a little anxiety of, oh gosh, it's going to feel so different. Like we just got used to this. And even though it has all the, like, I literally was having this conversation with Curtis before I dialed into you guys because I went for a walk by myself after dinner because that, that was my, well, they had gone on the bike ride. And I was like, I need more time. <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk <laughs> after dinner. Um, and it was, it's just, you know, it's so quiet in our neighborhoods and everybody's walking, you know, six feet apart, but, um, it's really just interesting. And I'm noticing things in my sweet little town that I never noticed before. And, um, there's something quite nice about it. And I said to him, I was like, I don't, it's going to, it's not going to be what it was, but it's not going to be this either. And we just got used to this. Like, I I think it will be harder, Nikki, for our kids. Like when it's definitely going to be harder to be like, wait, what? I had you 24 seven and now you're back to eight shows a week. Mm -hmm. F that. Mm -hmm. This is the first time Elliot's ever had both of us for dinner ever. Like What does she say about that, Jess? Has she vocalizing? No, she doesn't even like, I mean, she'll say, I love when the, when the three of us are together, you know, she'll be like, you know what my favorite time is when we're all together, you know? So, but she doesn't say like, we never are together this much. You know what I mean? Like we've said that to her, like, oh my gosh, Elliot, can you believe how much time we are together? But it's like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy because her whole life, she's known us on eight shows a week. She doesn't know what it's like to have us every day at home. Mm-hmm. And so, but she, I can tell she does really love it. You know, at bedtime, she has both of us there when it used to only be on Mondays and Sunday nights that she would have us both there, you know? And and sometimes, you know, we were, neither one of us was home for dinner. You know, there was a period where we were both on show mm-hmm. schedules. And so this has been so different for her. And I think it will be jarring. I do. I mean, I yeah. think we have a few more months of us all to get to do this. <laughs> um, but I, I wish your listeners could have just seen your face. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is really lovely. And, you know, talk about like it. eight shows a week, the show schedule is the only life I've known as an adult. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the only life I've known. And I I just can't wait to go back to that. I can't wait to go to half hour and and feel like I'm at home again. But, um, but I do have to say one thing it's made me reconsider is the suburbs. You got, Mm. you're not alone. I hear a lot of people saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's not, but also I should say, I should put a little asterisk because I'm in California. So like I'm getting up in the morning and I get to walk, go out and have my coffee on the patio and the beautiful weather. And meanwhile, the Northeast is not there yet. So it's like, I said to Eric, I said, 
this is lovely. And it does make me want to have to be able to get up and go out to my yard and do this in the burbs. But in New York, it's still snowing or it's going to be, you know, whatever. So, but there is that little part of me in my brain that's like, you know, it's so quiet here, you guys. I mean, it's probably like what it is in your neighborhoods. I mean, Nikki, you're in the city, but like, it's so quiet. And Eric was like, do you really want to go back to stepping over dog shit and like <laughs> the, the noise, the sirens the noise and everything? And it does make me sort of think about it for a minute. And It's I, a legitimate thing. My friend who's a realtor said that that they are having inquiries nonstop um, from people in New York wanting to move to the Burbs. Especially I, people with kids, probably. Well, that's the thing. And I was always the one. I was glad Nikki and I were still there. I was like, I'm here. We are We are not moving to the Burbs. <laughs> I am in it to win it. And it's like you take pride in that. And there's a little piece of my heart that's broken today knowing that I've started to like not – you know, I told Eric because he was saying something to Elliot about it. And I was like, chill. Chill. I didn't say, <laughs> slow your roll. Slow your roll. Yeah. Slow Whoa. your roll. Whoa. Hold on. I just said it was a thought. It's so funny, Jess. <laughs> I was that way for so long. And then I I had a couple gigs up at good speed. Talk mm. about quiet and yeah. kind of bucolic. And we were about as far north as you could be in Manhattan. We were like way up in um, Hudson Heights, Washington Heights. Inwood. Yeah. I can drive to my old apartment in 12 minutes. and But I had that same kind of like... I loved the city and I loved being a city mom. And at the end of the day, I had pride because like I did it. I did another day with the stroller on the steps and like I did it. And then I got up here and I was like, wait, I could have done this. Like, why did I? (laughs) It's so much easier. But but I was ready at that time. And then even like on our Broadway Baby Mama page, like there's that post of like anybody else um, thinking about like, you know, just – a goat farm, but you know, like I don't want it. And yeah. so many people were like, Oh my God, I'm thinking about it all the time. And I actually have had the opposite thing of kind of like you, Jess, of like, no, if anything, like I'm more, um, have more conviction of like, I really, I really love being in a Broadway show and I really can't wait to, to get back to it. But that's me now today, yeah. you know, talk to me, at you know month whatever of this contract where we're back on eight shows a week and I'll be like well you know <laughs> all right yep. always, always, yeah. always that's why it's so nice to like if your partner well you know Jen Curtis has like a normal job now but like you know when your partner is in a show and then you can sort of like volley the ball back and forth you know it's like jeff was in tootsie i mean you were i can't believe that he was on a show schedule and you were away that's just like a whole another thing for that enormous role oh my god but like being able to sort of just you know eric was doing pretty woman and i had some time off before tina and then i was at tina and he wasn't working and like being able to share that and go back and forth and have a little taste of life was was really nice, you know, having the summer with Elliot last summer after Evan Hansen, you know, so it's just, it's nice to have those moments. And if we could just, you know, a nine month run or something, it's sensible. You know? <laughs> sensible. <laughs> sensible anyway, role share. <laughs> anyway, won't it be interesting ladies when we go back yeah. and, and the time they give us to get back into our costumes. Because, because, that's real. Um, but yeah, today I thought I'd put on jeans as an experiment, and I was like, oh, okay. No, no, no. This is what button pants feel. (laughs) I have a friend that told me who she's not a mom, but she told me that she's an actor in our business, and she was like, I put my jeans on every day, just to like every day. Like she's like, I don't get on a scale, but every day I put on my jeans to just check. And I was like, oh, girl, that's just no. But when you put your big girl jeans on and they're snug, you think, <laughs> I should maybe put my jeans on a little more often. A little more often. I like oh, that better God. than the scale, I will say. She's on to something with that. Well, that's yeah. the, I don't have a scale here, but yeah. jeans don't lie. And you're you I've never had a scale in my house, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I know. Well, I don't need a scale to tell me. Right? I know. I know. But it's going to be great. Won't it be just so joyful when we can be back in the rooms and rehearse and we, and we get oh. those? Well, I think so, yes. But I was actually talking with Rob McClure and Brad Oscar and I did um, an interview last week. I can't remember. Oh, well, I don't know. It's all a blur. But we, um, I was saying yes. And like, I also feel like it's going to be 
like overwhelming. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially as people prone to feeling all the feels, mm-hmm. like I'm like that first time we like run through the sh- do the show for an audience. Like I don't even I don't uh, there might be medication involved. Like I don't even <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that's a lot of energy and a lot of feelings. Yeah. 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 I remember I looking out looking out on Wednesday night. We didn't know that we weren't coming in, but I. I, I had, was telling people, maybe just take the things you would want at your house uh, home tonight. And they were like, do you think so? I was like, yes. Listen to the wise, the wise old one. You know, take yeah. your things. They're going to shut down Broadway. There's no way this is going to keep going. And, yeah, um, I brought my script home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I remember looking out at that audience and we were doing, you know, the mega mix and rolling on the river, you know, and you're just like, wow, all these people and when will we have that again? So, but we will ladies and, (laughs) and we're so glad that you could join us and talk to us about the away experience and the time that we're in right now, which is an away experience. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 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 And, uh, and we're just so, we're so happy you could join us friends. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.